Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Today on the show, the Orioles re-sign a big piece of the puzzle. The Ravens' defense loses a big piece of their puzzle. And Section 336 brings back an old piece of our puzzle. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. New night, same crappy intro song. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation Baltimore sports talk. I'm your dealing studying host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Burt Rody. What up, 336ers? Welcome to Monday night. And the button lover, Josh Sroka. Now now that we actually like did the blast thing, do we need a... Uh, uh, I don't think we need it highlighted in the intro song anymore. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> and may, remember that one time they right. talked about took, the blast. We took care of it. Bert, you're not, you're not looking very zany today. Look at you all professional. Man, I've been in a Russian running all over town. This is what I wore to work today, dressed up in my shirt and tie. Now, now you left last week with a cliffhanger. Is this suit and tie now because of your cliffhanger last oh, week? Oh, yeah. What is that? What was that Oh, about? yeah. I might be going to jail. Yeah, you nah. got a mysterious... Uh, I found out what it was for. Of course, it has to do with the builder of my house, but I don't want to go into details. Okay. Not you, a pleasant situation. So not, not divorce papers. No, it has nothing to do with my family. My wife still loves me. Yesterday was her birthday. I treated her good. Oh, yeah. I forgot to, I forgot to text her caller. Uh, don't worry. I texted her. No response. Shout out. Happy birthday, Lara. There you go. You're not going to get a response to that either. I don't no. think she's watching. I think she's at a PTA meeting. No. I, I didn't know. The next day, I texted her the next day. I didn't know if... If you miss the day, do you text the next day or do you just forget about it? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't tell anybody you, you, happy birthday. You, you text it and then you immediately send another text saying, that's weird. That message you never sent. <laughs> oh, yeah. I should have done that. You, 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 you play it stupid. Yeah. You blame the phone. Yeah. Um, My birthday's Wednesday. Don't anybody say happy birthday to me because I'm not going to say thank you. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but I'm, I can still say it, though. You they, can say it, but I'm not going to You respond. have to accept it. I mean, I I might just it was, I'll scroll right past it. But you'll see it. 
That's enough for me, Bert. That's enough for me. You'll see it. I'll, I'll, I'll see a flood of them because everyone loves me. And it'll probably make you smile. Well, that, and that's why I don't put it on Facebook. I'll just send you a text message. Uh, and then you're kind of forced to see it, and it doesn't just disappear. We we are moved to Monday nights, as as you guys, especially those watching this live on Facebook, yeah. can tell. The reason we moved to, uh, to, to Monday is it's real simple. We kind of looked across the spectrum of Baltimore Sports Podcast, and we looked at who is our biggest competition. <laughs> Right. And it happens that our biggest competition puts out a show on Monday nights. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to go Monday nights head-to-head and yeah. crush them. We're going to make you, the listener, choose. Who, <laughs> are, right. who are you listening to Tuesday morning? <laughs> I think right. they're watching in the li- in the uh, live feed, too. I've Mo- seen some comments. Mo- Monday night, you got no choice but us. Those guys don't go live. It's like it's like the old days when it was the Simpsons versus the Cosby show. And we're the Simpsons, and the other guys are Bill Cosby. Yeah. You like that scenario? I like that. <laughs> Yeah, so so it'll pay off for us in about thirty years. Is yeah. What you're saying? No, the Simpsons kicked Bill Cosby's butt, and now Bill Cosby's going to jail. There's nothing zany about that. <laughs> nothing zany. But you know, we'll do it here for a few a few months until we wipe out our competition, and then we'll move <laughs> to the next night, whoever the competition now, is. Then we're trying to help the competition by moving to Mondays. It's going to motivate those guys to actually put out podcasts every two weeks <laughs> instead of every two months. Uh, we're seeing a little Raw versus Nitro action. Oh, in the I chat love room. that! I yeah. love that reference. I love it. The WCW versus WWF back in the day. Which, by the way, Sunday night is the Royal Rumble, and I think I've convinced my brother to come over and watch it. We haven't watched a WWE pay per view. Fifteen? I haven't yeah. watched a pay per view in a hundred years, and I'm so pumped for the Royal Rumble. Is this the one that uh, Goldberg's back for? Yeah, Goldberg, and he's going to be the first entrance in the Royal Rumble. Hey, right, then I'll watch it for fifteen minutes. Yeah, I think I'm going to have it at my house. You're welcome to come over. Uh, that's a long drive. <laughs> For, for, I come for, down to your house wrestling. every week. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll consider it. <laughs> He's saying it's a long drive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I come down here every Tuesday. Up oh, except Monday now. Right, Monday. <laughs> That's why we started with the Monday night football. Man, people love my tie in the chat room. Thank yeah. you guys. Well, it's not. It's a, it's a new look for you, Bert. It's not quite zany, but what do they say? Dress for it's the job. Tax, it's tax season, people. Dress for the job that 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 you want, not not the job you have. So yeah. You're dressing for a better podcast. I want to be a better podcaster. Good for you. You make me want to be a better podcaster. It's the Mondays. This is Monday nights. You got to be serious. I had a lot of candy and a big soda on my way down here. I'm ready to roll. Oh my gosh! Good for you. What kind of candy you go with? Uh, chewy lemonheads. Oh, nice. Assorted colors. Nice. And assorted colors. Flavors like the green ones, the red ones. Oh, yellow ones. Obviously, they don't call those lemon heads. I think it's called something else. Those are no longer lemon. It's like a sour apple head. Yeah, it's no longer. Yeah, but it's a mixture in the same box, and it's called chewy lemon. Don't make me go to the car and get the box, because I will take a break. I'll take the headphones off and go out to the parking lot, otherwise known as Josh's driveway, and get my box of chewy lemon heads just to prove a point. I'm that zany in my necktie today. All right, boys, we have ten weeks till opening day. Hey, and there actually was a little bit of news. We got some week. news. We got yeah, some since news. we recorded Big Tuesday news. night. It was like the next day, news broke. Yeah. We got to wait a freaking week to talk about it. Da-na-na. Guess who's back? Back again. Trombo's back. Tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Guess who's back? 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 Oh, I came in early. Yeah, you, you screwed <laughs> that up. That's, that just goes to show you how long it's been since I've listened to Eminem. Or that long since the Orioles have, like, signed a guy. Like, we probably last played that with Chris Davis last year. Probably. Yeah, initial uh, knee-jerk reactions a week later to the Mark Trumbo signing. Three years, $37.5 million. Right. Now that I've had a week to think about it, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
really good deal as far as money. You can't you can't complain about it. I mean, it's 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 uh, was it a wake up call for Trumbo that he didn't get his eighty million or whatever he wanted? Uh, I think a wake up call for the or state of baseball. Baseball, yeah, that there's a lot mm-hmm. of power hitters out there right yeah, now. Yeah, and they're not going to overpay them, even though, I mean, you could argue that that um, Batista got overpaid. You could argue Cespedes that short. In Car- in Car- and oh, Cespedes certainly got overpaid. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at at the beginning of free agency fan graphs, my favorite site, um, they they make predictions for how much he's going to make. Dave Cameron, the editor of fan graphs, he said four years for sixty six million. Wow! They crowdsource everybody, like asking every, all the right. um, participants. The crowdsource said four years for fifty nine point two million, and the um, the median crowdsource now you know nerds, uh, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise be, known as. <laughs> Uh, sixty-four million dollars over four years. So, all so I mean, we heard that four for sixty-six. Then we started to hear that's what he wanted. Then we started to hear, oh, we might be able to steal him for four for fifty, and then we ended up getting him uh, for but, for thirty-seven and a half million dollars and, and over over three. So it's great. And getting it down to three years was the key there. Yeah, that that was perfect move. That that fits the window uh, of the win now and then start your 40, 14 years of crap. I'm starting to change <laughs> my view on this. So, uh, on, the, on the window? Yeah. Someone tweeted out. I don't remember who it was. Probably more than one person. The second Mark Trumbo signed, they tweeted out, well, there goes any chance of signing Manny Machado. I saw that. Yeah. No, that's the whole point is that it, it his final year it, is – so the whole point is his money clears in time for Machado. But I'm starting to think we might need to re review this whole thing because if you look at it, key players for the Orioles, key contributors for the Orioles – they have constantly and consistently, since Dan Duquette has been here, re-signed. Right. Adam Jones re-signed him. Extended him to a great deal. J.J. Hardy. Dan Duquette makes the best deals. <laughs> J.J. <laughs> Hardy. Re- re-signed him to, a, to, to an extension. Chris Davis. Maybe overpaid a little bit. Nelson Cruz. Signed to extension. Nelson, Nelson Cruz. Cruz is the one one you can point to a loss. Darren O'Day. Extended Brought him. Brought him back. Um, Nelson Cruz, you could afford to lose. Matt Wieters, you can afford to lose. Right. It seems like this has become a destiny. It wasn't before. This has now become a destination where people want to play. Hold on. Is it a destination if people want to stay? You, yes. No, it's a destination if people want to come. Still. Still, though. Well, the conversation is what? About can we keep players like Jonathan Scope and Manny Machado? All right. This is saying this trend. And Zach Britton, he's coming out saying he wants an extension. And, yes. And I don't think it's just like talk. I think you're serious in one's extension. People like of to course. play for Buck. People like to play in Baltimore. I think this is the bigger trend here. Uh, and the bigger story here is the Orioles are keeping their guys. No one at the beginning of the season thought we would keep Mike Trumbo. Right. Just Everyone like, thought he was gone. Just like last year, we all assumed Davis was gone. Yeah, we thought Davis was gone too. But all of a sudden, we're keeping our guys. And I, I think this is this is a good sign. I think this is not bad news for Manny Machado. I think it's good news, both for the right. three-year deal uh, and then also for the uh, for the overall um, sign, re-signing your guys, the overall trend here going that, that's going on with the Orioles. Sure. I think this is all great news. I, I, I mean, at this point, who we, who did we lose? Matt Wieters, that's it. Nelson Cruz. Uh, no, I mean, from oh, last year. Yeah. We're bringing back the same squad minus Matt Wieters. Yeah, Except, we, of we course, traded, um, we re-signed Matt Wieters last year, so you can still say he kept him at least once. Oh, no, no, I know. I'm just saying comparative now. Yeah. Looking into 2017 now, uh, we've got virtually the same ball club. Well, and that, and that's, oh, we made the trade for, for, for uh, Seth, Seth Smith. Seth well. Smith. Yeah, and, and, that, and we swapped... Weeders for Castillo. Yeah, and their, their numbers are very similar. So it brings to the question of, are we better, worse, or the same as last year? Yeah. We really look like the same. I think well, – w- but what's the comparison? It's uh, Seth Smith to uh, Joey Rickard or Hyun Soo Kim? 
No, because Kim will be out there. It's Seth Smith instead of Trumbo defensively, and right. Seth Smith instead of what Alvarez in the lineup. Yeah. I, and I would argue Giovanni Gardo, who we traded Seth, Seth Smith for, that's almost one of those addition by subtraction type deals. I hear that. So, but, and you have the emergence of Dylan Bundy, the emergence of Kevin Gossman. And this is all what it always comes down to every year. Which Ubaldo Jimenez is going to be? Right. Will Kevin Gossman step up and be the ace? Will Chris Tillman be as consistent as he can be? Will Dylan Bundy stay healthy? Right. If the pitching staff says, we know what the offense is going to give us. A right. little, hopefully a little bit better on it's, base percentage with Seth Smith and Hyunsu can play more. And then a lot of dongs. Yeah, and it's what we've been saying all offseason. This season's going to come down to Gosman, Tillman, Bundy. Yeah. And what those three guys can do. Britain, Britain's going to take a step back. Because even if he pitches amazing, it's a step back. Oh, I think he'll still be great, though. Yeah, it's impossible he's going to be great, last year. but it's impossible to be perfect again. It doesn't matter. He'll still blow one save. Right, Fine. right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is, yeah, the bullpen's good. Yep. If there's any big question, it's your four and five starter. Yeah. And so we'll see. And we have them. We have them. Miley em. and Jimenez. We'll see how good they are. Is there even anyone out there like that we could try to pick up? I don't know. I know he, he, Duquette says he wants a left-handed arm in the pen. He wants a, another outfielder. We've got a bunch of outfielders. I don't know what you do with all these outfielders. Yeah. And it raised an interesting question with the Mark Trumbo signing is Trey Mancini, does this, is he done now? Um, right, I don't know how you, how you fit Trey Mancini in. Yeah, right. if the he's your, your right-handed hitter, first base slash DH, that's Mark Trumbo. Right, who who's learning to play outfield, yeah. Mark Trumbo. Yeah, and then someone I think it's I think it's Ryan Blake who I always see this tweet from. He's probably tweeted a thousand times because he's he is who he is, and we love Ryan. We love Ryan. <laughs> he likes to stir the pot. I, he, he is who he is. But but he, he I think he, I think it's him. I might be attributing to 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 the wrong guy, but saying that. Um, Mark Trumbo had the worst war ever for someone who led the majors in home runs. Have you seen that tweet? But who cares? He led the major in home runs. Well, and, and the idea that one of the reasons his war is so low, he's playing Defensive. a position that he's not comfortable with. If you put him at, at first base, you, that stat is no longer true. His natural position is first base. Right. Put him at first base. True. That we just happen to have a first baseman, so he's playing in an awkward right. position. So guess what? His if offensive you, if war is fine. If Defensive you, war If sucks. you play DH... And you lead the league in home runs, you're going to have pretty good war. I'd assume. I'm not a nerd and, and know all that stuff. Oh, yeah. something stupid like Bart would say. Bucka bucka or woozle wazzle. Something like that. Yeah, what's his woozle wazzle? And, and oh, but another reason for the, the nerds to love Mark Trumbo. Uh-huh. Um, I was reading some stuff on Fangas from him. He's real into like the exit velocity of the bat and the angle of the bat to get the utmost uh, exit velocity from, from the baseball. Like he studies that yeah, stuff? Yeah, he studies that stuff, and he works on like what motion gives him the best exit velocity. Exit velocity I wish Chris Davis would do that stuff. I wish Chris Davis would I mean, study in the offseason and get better. Like Trumbo, <laughs> and I was, from what I was reading, like Trumbo was concerted effort to, hey, I'll strike out more, but even 0-2, I'm swinging for the fences because this is how our team's built. Yes. Um, this is why they have me here. So and it, and it, that's what not, Davis says all the time as yeah, well. Yeah, it, it's part of the strategy here to – be okay striking out to hit more home runs. Yeah, it does. Whether you agree or disagree, it's kind of what our team is built. Right, built. it does leave. Yeah, and then there were rumors this week of, hey, the Weeders could still come back, which it makes no sense, right? I mean, you couldn't fit Weeders into this roster. Why not? How? Where are you putting Weeders? He's, he uh, catches with Castillo. Yeah, you, you share get rid roles. of Caleb Joseph. Yeah, All Caleb right. Joseph, he gone. So, so Mr. Zero RBI and zero. So if you're getting weeders at bargain basement price, because nobody else wants it, right? But I mean, you're you're taking these two guys and you're using only one of them a game. Is Matt Weeders an upgrade over Caleb Joseph? Yes. 
Yeah, yes, but you're not going to pay Matt Wieters to be your backup catcher. If you get him at a bargain basement price. He plays DH. Uh, catches. You can just sign the DH. Yeah. I, you know what I think they should do? And they'll never do this. But it seems like Chris. It seems like Mark Trumbo is just a little bit worse than Chris Davis at first base. Right. And it seems like he's a lot. Chris Davis would be a lot better in right field than Mark Trumbo. That's what I can't. That's I what I why They don't swap him. That's what I pushed for last year. They won't do it, but because I think they Chris should. Davis is like Gold Glove first baseman, is what they always come to. Yeah. And it's like that's fine, but but if the trade off is better, right? Wouldn't you rather have a good first baseman and a good right fielder rather than a gold glove first baseman and a bad right fielder. Yeah, I would. That's how I see it, too. I, I pushed for that all last year. And maybe we're overrating Chris Davis's defense and right, but... It, it seems fine when we've had him out there. He's got a great arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I think it'll be interesting to see how they handle the DH position that way. If maybe they give Davis some time off at first base and let him DH. Give him a let, button trumbo there. Yeah. When they don't need him in right field. Uh, but, yeah, the Trumbo deal is a great deal. Yeah, you can't say anything bad about no, it. No, there's nothing bad to say about it. I wish no. there was. Yeah. We didn't – I was – all right, all off – the first half of the offseason, I was saying no Trumbo. Don't bring back Trumbo. Don't want Trumbo because that's not the price he was supposed to We were talking get. about 4 and 60. We, yeah, you're, you're, you're talking over 460. 460. 460 right. I was expecting overpayment. That That deal is amazing. That's great. And so everyone who said, well, they could have spent just a little more per year – and got a Dexter Fowler or Nan Carson it, it turns out no. They they couldn't have because he signed for a lot less right, per right. year than those yes. guys. Almost half. So Well, and it's good news for section three three six because then we get to put the uh Trumbo make Baltimore great t shirts back on the market. Yeah. How's I, that working out? <laughs> Is that a thing? You know, people really enjoyed the joke last season. People get really upset now that Trump's in the uh White House. <laughs> Things got a little bit too real. A couple of comments. Skipjack said, uh, after Josh posted, are you excited for Trumbo? Tr- Trumbo, make Baltimore great again. Skipjack responded, can we not? Yeah. And then people J- are getting a little upset. People have no sense of no, humor. No, people don't. Just when baby commented garbage post. And then. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty fun. <laughs> and then old punk said, this, shh, S-H-I-T, uh-huh. was lame even before the orange infant was about to take office. Yeah, so it's funny. <laughs> Everyone loved it last year. People get upset this year. Because they didn't think he'd actually become the president. <laughs> right, right, right. They just thought it was a fun joke. Yeah. Uh, so I you're- needless to say, all of you wearing those Trumbo Make Baltimore Great Again shirts, you're the reason Trump got elected. You helped him out secretly. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was going to ask, the, but- so should I not wear my Trumbo Make Baltimore Great Again shirt to FanFest on Saturday? Am I going to get... Spit on. I'm wearing mine. <laughs> I, 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 what I'm upset is that uh, Trumbo wasn't in any of the autograph sessions, so I can't take him a, a Make Baltimore Great Again shirt. <laughs> and listeners missed out on a chance for a great deal because you were selling those babies for five bucks because you uh, thought one, he was gone. One guy it got discount. it. One guy jumped in and bought one for five bucks, and then I said, why is this selling? I said, oh, Trumbo's resigned off sale. <laughs> but oh, here's really? what we're doing with the shirts. We, have a, we do have a bunch of 2016 uh, Trumbo shirts. So what we're doing is we're sending them uh, until we run out to anyone who goes on over to section336.com slash support and supports us in any way on Patreon or PayPal. There's links there. Any way you want to support and help us make this podcast, great you'll, you'll get a car magnet in a few weeks, but right, you'll also get a Trumbo Make Baltimore Great Again shirt. Sweet. And you can just wear it and be funny. You don't have to get spit on or made fun of or whatever. And FanFest <laughs> is an appropriately safe place to wear it. People will understand yeah, what the, it is. The shirt's orange or black, right? So it's the perfect color. Yeah. But don't venture too far from the convention center. Because then <laughs> I, you, might right. get, you might get feces thrown on you. 
So, yeah. Is that, so, is that what the kids are doing I think, nowadays? I think it's just, apparently that's what was happening in D.C. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was just a rough weekend. I think once you get past this weekend, we'll be okay. I don't know. Based on what I saw on Twitter today, the the hatred is carrying on into the week. Yeah, it's not just a weekend. All right, we'll see. Yeah. I hope not. But I hope way, not too. Trombo's back. I, 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 I'd like political stuff to just settle down. I agree. Go back to posting pictures of your babies and your dogs on Facebook, and we can move on. Oh, I kind of enjoy it because I I follow a bunch of conservative people, and Emily will grab me. My wife will grab me anytime. Maybe a conservative person posted something a little bit more progressive or liberal. Uh-huh. She'll grab me and say, "Let's wait for the reactions." <laughs> and it's, it's, I'm I'm entertained by this whole uh, this whole debate. I find it fun, um, but a lot of people don't find it fun. So. Yeah, a lot of people are very, very sensitive. Yes. Um, all right. I just like to do whatever I do. You want to get to some Ravens <laughs> talk? So we talked about Mark Trumbo signing the – he was the big piece to the puzzle. Yeah. And I assume – are the Orioles done? No. I think they signed one more <laughs> small piece. All right. I mean – I think they may be done. I believe last week we were saying this is the week they signed Trumbo. Yeah. Because it was before Fan Fest. They have to make that splash before Fan Fest. They try to at least. Yeah. I think they signed um, – a small piece. Like a Michael Bourne type guy. Like a... Vance Worley. Vance, like a re-sign in of Vance Worley or uh re-sign Tommy Hunter. Something like that. Right. Small, small, small piece. All right. But yeah. Ravens. Ravens. Lots of big pieces in Zach Gore. Yeah. yeah. They tried this- to make the, uh, uh, the uh, inauguration day all about them. <laughs> Calling a big press conference. Yeah, it was, it the it night before a, saying, some mystery beside, uh, did, behind it, did right? Did you turn on 105.7 on Friday morning? No. They had callers calling in and be like, what if they're going to announce they're moving the, the team to, oh to Vegas? And and, uh, <laughs> and the stupid the stupid morning show guys were saying, I guess that's a possibility. It's like, oh no, gosh. you're an idiot. There's no way they're moving. <laughs> but they did say before the announcement, it's going to be bad news. The fans are not going to like Michael it. Preston said that. Is it? Yes. Michael well, Preston it, came out and said that. It got leaked that. Yeah. Well, whenever well, he tweets, it's bad news that the true. fans don't like. Well, yeah, the only thing worse than his tweeting is the, his Sun articles. But I enjoyed seeing the speculation of what the bad news could be. Like, oh, yeah, a lot like of the Suggs. Team. Yeah, I was leaning towards if Suggs announces his retirement, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. What, as far as cap help or something? Uh, cap no, help, and he's old. He it doesn't, doesn't help cap, like but he he's to. old. Oh. Um, I like Suggs. I like him, but he's not young Suggs anymore. Oh, I don't remember. I made some prediction. Uh, you're not young Bird anymore either, Bird. That's right? true, and that comes across very well on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have to eat so much candy and drink soda just to be zany anymore. But uh, but uh, they were they were very weird about it, saying uh, Ozzy will be there and Harbaugh will be there, but not Bashadi. So I knew it wasn't Suggs. I feel like if when Suggs retires, Bashadi will be there. Yeah. If uh, if they're moving the team if, to Las Vegas, Bashadi will be right, there. Right. <laughs> if, if exactly. If Ozzy's going to retire, Bashadi will be there. Right. I knew it couldn't be something huge. Uh, I don't remember what I predicted. I'd have to go way back through my tweets. It's still a pretty big deal. It's though. still pretty. Yeah. The guy who led the team in tackle. Biggest contributor on the defense this year. Yeah. He was. Uh, and career's was done. He, he wasn't Pro Bowl this year. Maybe second Pro Bowl, second string. I mean, that's a whole other topic of how pro bowl doesn't even matter now now weddles in there but there's some dodgeball component to the pro bowl this year that i could get behind that i like dodgeball like that i I like dodgeball better than the nfl to be honest (laughs) just kidding i'm being zany and then zach gore was a young guy too which you hate 24 yeah Yeah, 24 24 years old i mean it's one thing when these happens to someone at the end of their career they had a good career 24 now it reminded me of his career reminded me of dominique foxworth where he got one injury and then realized this could affect my the rest of my life. But at least he got but a big he was, contract. He was older. He had a big that. contract. Yeah. yeah, this guy was young. And 
Uh, turns out that it was something with his spine that he was born with. Um, the amazing part is for them to discover it when doing the MRI for his shoulder. So to find it well before anything could go wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is very, yeah, he's got to like, be thankful for that. Yeah. That's one of those things where it could have been for where you could sad to tragic. Right? right. Where he could have yeah. tragically died on the football field. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't going to go there with it. Like but, in yeah. that movie, Every Given Sunday. There, or anytime there's a really good football movie, somebody always dies on the field. But it's never happened in real life. Unless you want to get like high school football. Or Cuba Gooden Jr. in um, Show Me the Money movie, mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire, you thought he was maybe dead, and then he pops right up and yeah, does yeah, a little yeah. dance. Right, right. I was going to say, I, I, <laughs> yeah. No one died in Little Giants. Well, or like there was that ESPN series. Um, oh, what was that show called? And then they stopped it after the first season. Uh, yes, I know yes, what you're talking about. They yes. veiled the NFL in a bad light yeah, that they yeah. were all drug addicts right. and oh, the NFL sex them, addicts. Right. It was like the ESPN version of the XFL. Chat room, tell me what that show was called because I can't remember. And the intern's not here to help me out. And it, that was on before the intern was born anyway. Probably, He wouldn't yeah. be able to help you. He'd have to Google it. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, do we want to play a little classic clip? Because yeah, Zach Orr goes back with the show. He does. He's got some roots in this show. Uh, way back. What Tonight is episode 199. and One away from 200. Way back in September 2015 when we recorded episode 132. Playmakers was the name of the show. There you go, Josh. Thank you. Uh, Playmakers. That shit was awesome. Um, I think that had Cuba Gooding Jr.'s cousin. Somebody Gooding Jr. Or somebody named Cuba. Anyway, (laughs) long story short. Uh, Two years ago, we had uh, a segment called Special Teams Player of the Week where I would highlight a lesser-known player on the Ravens team, and we highlighted Zach Orr that week. So I wanted to play a little bit of that segment for you guys. We're going with uh, a The time has come to talk about less known players for the Baltimore Ravens. Special team player of the week. Yay! <laughs> We're bringing it back. It's two years removed from special teams player of the week, so might not do this every week, but uh, we're going to bring in a new special teams player of the week here for 2015. I'm hey, I got mail! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Special Ed. Special Teams Player of the Week. Number 54, Zachary Orr. Zachary Orr is technically a linebacker, six foot tall, 237 pounds, born January 9th, 1992. And that's an interesting date because January 9th, 1992, the number one song in the country was by a little rap group called that's right, the day that Zachary Orr was born, Jump was the number one song in the country. The top movie in the country on that date was Patriot Games, based on the Tom Clancy novel. Harrison Ford was Jack Ryan. Zachary Orr, or Zach Orr, as he tends to go by, hails from DeSoto, Texas, which is just south of Dallas. His father, Terry, actually played tight end for the Washington Redskins from 1986 to 1993. He recorded 10 career touchdowns. Zachary was... Uh, he played football for the Eagles of DeSoto High School, where he was selected Class 5A All-State and All-District 11-5A during his junior season. And as a junior, he made 157 tackles. 24 of those were for losses. He recorded 11 sacks, one interception, and three fumble recoveries. Not too shabby for a 16- or 17-year-old, right? Not too shabby. An injury-limited senior season left Zach Orr with a three-star athletic rating, according to Rivals.com, although he still recorded more than 100 tackles playing in just eight games that year for the Eagles. You know, that part of Texas seems to be a bit of a hotbed for NFL talent, 
I found a list of no less than 10 professional football players who came out of DeSoto High School in wow. Texas. Players like Patrick Creighton, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys, Tatum Bell, former running back for Detroit and Denver, and even Von Miller, who we just yeah. saw out in Denver, yeah. is a graduate of DeSoto High School in Texas. One more thing about young Zach. He maintained a 4.5 GPA all, all four years at DeSoto High School and was ranked 22nd in his graduating class, which I had to look up because I always thought GPAs went up to four. Yeah, but, but we have the AP courses right. and the advanced courses. So now yeah. it can go up to five, right? Yeah. So he was a 4.5, smart kid. Yeah, very um, smart. Zach went on from high school to go to the University of North Texas, UNT, in Denton, and he played football for the Mean Green Eagles. So he went from DeSoto High School Eagles to the North Texas Eagles, mm. although UNT seems to be known more as just Mean Green than the Eagles. But Zach played all four years at UNT from 2010 to 2013, 46 total games, posting 365 total tackles, third most in school history, Five sacks for a negative 51 yards. So I'm guessing one or two of those must have been pretty huge sacks. But three interceptions, nine fumble recoveries, pretty great stat line. A successful collegiate career in a school that boasts alumni such as Dr. Phil McGraw, Roy Orbison, Don Henley from the band The Eagles. <laughs> so lots of Eagles here. A lot of Eagles. Uh, Meatloaf, the singer. And Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, wow. Although I don't think Stone Cold actually graduated, but he definitely played football <laughs> on scholarship sometime in the mid-'80s for University of North Texas. Zach Orr did graduate, though, with a degree in, and I always have a hard time saying this, kinesiology, 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 thank you, intern, which basically is just a fancy way of saying he majored in, in gym class. Right, exactly. Or phys ed. But still, it's a lot more than most people can say, so good for him. Zachary Orr signed with your Baltimore Ravens as a rookie free agent on May 12, 2014, shortly after the NFL draft. He was one of three rookie free agents to make the Ravens' opening day 53-man roster, along with James Hurst and Fitzgerald Toussaint. And he saw action right away on special teams, debuting in the season opener against the Cincinnati Bengals last year. He finished second on the team with seven special teams tackles and recorded three special teams tackles in the postseason, playing in both the 30-17 to 17 victory in Pittsburgh and the 35-31 to 31 loss in New England. Zach recorded his first special teams tackle of the 2015 season in week one against Denver, while last Sunday in Oakland he failed to make it on the stat line anywhere. You can follow Zachary Orr on Twitter. His handle is Z-O at Z-O 35, which is an homage to the number 35 he wore while playing at University of North Texas. And a quick scroll through his fitter Twitter feed Reveals a ton of support for his alma maters, both DeSoto High School and the University of North Texas football programs. Zach seems like a pretty great guy, so keep an eye out for him when he's on the field this Sunday in the home opener at M&T Bank Stadium. And don't ask yourself, who's that guy wearing number 54? You say, hey, there goes my man Zachary Orr, <laughs> the special like teams it. player of the week on Section 336. Nice. All right, cool, Bert. You were all over <laughs> yeah, that, man. That, that's when Bert actually did homework for yeah, the right? show. Yeah, so, and that's what a great story, right? Going from a special teams player of the week. Not all those special team players of the week went on to be everyday contributors on the on the defense. No, when we did that segment back in 2015, I really never heard of the guy. I, I mean, yeah. I purposely looked through the roster for special team guys you never heard of yeah. and pulled out this undrafted guy, Zach Orr, and we did a little profile on him. You know, yeah, you're, like your point being made – 
you can go from being a nobody on special teams to being the biggest contributor on the defense, and then unfortunately his career is cut short. Yeah, just a sad story. Um, I'm kind of glad Josh had mentioned maybe trying to get him on the show tonight, but it's probably better that he wasn't here to hear me say that he majored in gym class. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Well, and while we're at it, we're also I mentioned that his father played for the Washington Redskins. Apparently, he was uh, sentenced to 14 months in prison back in 2001 for defrauding three of his former Redskins teammates with a failed shoe company. Mm. So it probably wouldn't good for shoe, me. Not, not to bring that up business. either. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, just I, ask I, Nike. I don't think it's the shoe business that's the problem. I think it's the defrauding means you're lying about the shoe business. <laughs> Trying to get it's, cash it's not, out of art. Right. Monk. It's not that, oh, my shoes aren't selling. It's it's you're lying to people saying, give me some more money. I'll give you these special shoes, and they never show up. Hey, if Under Armour can do it, why can't I? Because they right? don't defraud people. I, they I they, would, just, they I, just make Tom Brady underwear and – Make you pay forty bucks for it. Helps you sleep better. When you should get just yeah. get me undies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're staying local here with our sponsors, all right? So oh, rather right. Under Armour's a sponsor than yeah, me undies. Uh, yeah, the day, I, the day we get Under Armour to sponsor section three three six will be the I, day. I had a meeting this weekend about local sponsors. No yeah. kid. Yeah. Was when when were you going to tell us? Uh, after the show. Oh, okay. It's in uh, the secret, secret, secret post show meeting. Right. Right. To to wrap up our football talk, uh, and all the best to Zach Gordon's family. But to wrap up our Absolutely. football talk. Um, we have uh, a Patriots and Falcons Super Bowl. I'll tell you what, boys. Yeah, y- yesterday was the championship games. Uh huh. Thoroughly enjoyed them. What are you talking about? Every playoff game has been crap. They've all been blowouts. Yes. Yeah. Just, what, just, what do you what, what he what, means? What's there to enjoy? <laughs> oh my! Don't you see what's going on here? This is going back to the Nitro and WWE. Re- re- We're setting up for a big offensive yes. Super Bowl. This yeah. is like two guys like Goldberg who just ran through the ranks, destroying all lesser opponents. Then the other side, we have Tom Brady just running through the ranks. I and mean, we right. have two teams who are juggernauts mm-hmm. just killing their opponents. Yeah, well, and now both the juggernauts are playing. It's all it's all worth the copy games right. to set up for an amazing Super Bowl. Oh, I'm excited. I'm that I, I think the Super Bowl is going to be a good game, but every playoff game is crap. Yeah, but it's a Green Bay and... and and Falcons game is close. So the other game is close. Then you start second guessing. Oh, should right. they really be there? Sure. We clearly have the two best teams in all the football. Right. And they're both playing at their best. Yeah. I'm pumped about it. And and I think the, I think the Falcons and Matt Ryan. I watched both the entire game. Uh, for for both games, I had some daily fantasy money on the line. Um, and I I had Chris Hogan and Julio Jones, so I did pretty well. Um, but anyway, both. Oh, that is pretty good. Yeah, Matt Ryan looks like 2012 Joe Flacco. Well, yeah. he he's on pace. I think if he throws four touchdowns in the Super Bowl, he ties that Joe Flacco, Joe Montana record of 10 postseason touchdowns. Okay. Comparing any quarterback to Joe Flacco is pretty high praise. <laughs> Just as Donald hey, Trump. Joe Flacco's postseason numbers, he's like one of the top 10 quarterbacks ever in the postseason. Yeah. But it just sets up for a great game. I hope the Falcons destroy yeah, him. We're all rooting for the Falcons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I could – I could go both ways. Really? Why? Yeah. I like the Falcons. Why would because you... the Patriots are the best. They've been the best for the last 15 right. years. At this point, it's it's laughable. Just go ahead and give him another one. Who cares? Because... Let him let him get another ring. He's Everyone knows he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Might as well just see how many he can get I do until have... he retires. I do have one problem with the Falcons' win on, on what? Sunday. I think it would be great. When you win the conference championship, you don't throw confetti from your ceiling. That's oh, for gosh. the Super Bowl. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even notice. You but didn't they see them doing even, that. They, they look like they won the Super Bowl. They hadn't been to the Super Bowl since '98. It's though. Atlanta here. Yeah. It's Atlanta. That that they don't do championships. It's pretty cool that that's the last game to ever that's ever going to be played in that stadium. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. It's good shut for them. down. So that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Um, now, if you're the Falcons, though, at at three, uh, you you have a guard posted at all fire alarms the entire night, right? You hear about right. this? Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, against, yeah. The Patriots again try to cheat. Well, you also they paid someone to pull the alarm at the hotel three thirty a.m. and wake up all the Steelers football players the yeah, morning of the game. It was probably one of the Deflate Boys. <laughs> deflate Boys. Or one of their cousins. Yeah. yeah. And and just like it's probably the same guys who uh, beginning of last week drove to Pittsburgh. And and sneezed all over the the Pittsburgh locker room because they had like sixteen guys get the flu that week. Yeah, that's another good strategy. Yeah, that's another good so, strategy. So yeah, if the you're Patriots in Atlanta, are going to pull out all the tricks. They're going to pull out all the tricks. What well, you hear? The guy who pulled the fire alarm. Uh, I read that uh, if that's his only offense and he has no priors, it's a hundred and fifty dollar fine. Yeah, and, I saw and that's two hundred bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. But the latest news is he's pled not guilty. Yeah. <laughs> For a hundred and fifty dollar fine, bucks. just pay it. You won. You're right. going to the Super Bowl. Right. And it he, he gets to eat free at any restaurant in New England. Yeah, for the I'm next, sure. For the rest I'm of his sure life. Brady or Belichick <laughs> paid you a little more than one hundred and fifty bucks. He's got to pr- protect his uh, innocent record. Apparently, All right, a couple things going on in the chat room. We were, we were talking about death of football players on movies. We are yes. Marshall is one we can't forget. Oh gosh, yeah, uh, but that's not all team the field. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, some more comments. Um, Jacob Rock points out that the Cowboys Packers was the best game, and that and that, that was, was a good, good game. Yeah, that was a, a good, good game. That was a great game. game. Um, some hate for Bert because um, I want the Patriots to what? win. What? How could you root for the Patriots, Bert? Another person, Michael says, no, Bert. What? Well, well, what about this argument? Don't don't, you, don't don't you like that? Don't say Matt Ryan. Yeah, don't bring up the Matt Ryan. The Matt Ryan Joe Flacco argument is so stupid. But why? Don't you like that it holds it over his head? That's like that saying that was what we held over the Colts forever that that they had never won a Super Bowl since they left Baltimore until they did. I don't understand the Matt Ryan argument. They they were both drafted the same time, and Joe's always done better. So they all have been compared. They'll be compared the rest of their career. But but I don't care. Shouldn't people look at the fact that Matt Ryan was like drafted in like the third round or third draft pick overall, and Joe was like eighteen? You know what we also have? You guys watched that game. They have one of the most dynamic football players in the game, Julio Jones. Oh yeah! So we can always throw back. Well, Joe Flacco's never had Julio Jones. Right? You always, yeah. You throw back that. They haven't had Anquan right. Bolden. What we do no. with him? Matt Ryan's always had. Anquan be- Bolden was no Julio Jones. Matt Ryan's always had better receivers, and he's played his entire career indoors. This postseason run, all indoors. But I don't care about the argument. I just want them to beat the no, Patriots. I, just, I'd, I I'd think be okay it's a silly with, argument. I'd be okay with either team winning. The only thing I like about the Patriots is I hate Goodell. You and want the awkwardness of sticking it to Roger Goodell? Oh yeah, the, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah that's gonna the, be great. The awkwardness of After Goodell and draft pick, the giving Brady and all that stuff. Yeah, that yeah. could be. Take away whatever you want from the Patriots; they're still going to go in the Super Bowl every year. What are you going to do? Yeah, yes. Yeah, You're going to have to suspend him for eight games, but that they'll still probably go to the Super Bowl. Right, right. Ne- yeah, he'll he'll get suspended a game for the fire alarm next year. Uh, I got I got a I like Devontae Freeman, the uh, running back for Atlanta too. He was on my fantasy team. He's uh. I got a little favoritism toward him. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the team. I mean, I guess the Patriots with all their little white receivers. You got Amendola and Hogan. And That's racist, man. You Edelman. can't say that. Oh, I can't? No. What else are you supposed to call I don't see them? skin color. Oh, with all the little workhorses. There you go. Is that better? No, that's that's animalistic. Oh. It's offensive to horses. <laughs> with all the Patriots. <laughs> and then it also, if you say someone's a workhorse, it implies they're not athletic. Oh. And all of a sudden, you're calling white people unathletic <laughs> right. as opposed to whatever. All right, we're moving on. Let's get to some I'm being told down. to be muted in the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can do that. <laughs> Let's get some three up, three down up in here. It's now time for three up and three down. This time of show where we share three things we like, three things we don't like. Josh, you want to go first with your up? Sure. Uh, 
My up oh, this week. Uh, let me turn off that sound. Yeah, it just goes forever. Oh, there's my down. Uh, my up this week is I, I put in Glenn Clark Radio because I, I we never he's a friend of the show. We've had him on often, but we I wanted to just mention his show because it's so much better than the radio. For a daily two hour daily sports talk, it's so much better than one oh five seven. Yep. So people should be listening. There's to too many that. other options here. People should not still be listening to one oh five seven. No, do not listen to one oh five seven. I know we're only an hour a week. You've got plenty of time. Go listen There's to Glenn plenty of good podcasts. Two hours a day. Too. He does a great job with really good guests. And uh, Fridays with Drew Forrester is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, they're the old tag team from the yeah. old uh, AM station. Yeah. Yep. And Drew never knows what's going on. <laughs> he doesn't even, half the time he doesn't even know there's mics turned on. I bet he knows everything about the Baltimore Blast. He does. He he used to be their like CEO or something. Yeah, something general manager, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with my generation between... And I got between your guys' birthdays this week, Bert, Josh's birthdays. Wednesday and Thursday for everyone wants to send us gifts. And then an episode I saw recently on Liar City, a great podcast. I love that show. I was thinking that you guys put me onto that. Thank I you. was thinking about this idea of, of generation, kind of which generation you fall into. Now, boys, what generation do you guys consider that you yourselves fall under? Well, based on what I heard on the Liar City podcast, I'd say I'm oh, in the lucky ones. Yeah. Did you hear this? <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. And so technically, Generation X is uh, 35, ages 35 to 50 currently. Yeah, it's a little above yeah. us. Well, I'm 36, but yeah. I don't feel like I'm Generation X. Yeah, I've always heard it's like genera- It's like 36. I'm certainly yeah. not a millennial. And in the Google machine, yeah, and that's it the says only thing I'm glad about. The millennials are 18 to 34, which I would fall under. Yeah, I don't consider myself a millennial at all. No, I hate the millennials. I've never seen you cry over anything. Yeah, and so, you actually have a job. So like Generation X is associated with some Generation Xers. Um, and they're associated with Barack Obama, Jennifer Lopez, Watergate, energy crisis. Like, do these terms resonate with you all? No, that I mean, was before me. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it fits you guys very well. Um, and then for me, Ashton Kutcher, Serena Williams, um, a child fo- fo- focused world. Children have schedules for the first time. Sounds about right like, for you. Those, no, those don't, those don't match with my childhood. So I've been reading some stuff about the tweener generation, which I think all three of us fall into this between Generation X and the Millennium. Yeah. And um, this guy on uh, USA News, I'll tell you his name in a second, he describes like this. He says, when it comes to technology, many of us cuspers, he calls us cuspers, mm. feel a bit more millennial, like the less tech nerdy version of digital natives. I don't remember the first time I logged on the computer, but I remember using boxy Macintoshes in classes throughout my elementary school years, during which time I was inadvertently responsible for killing hundreds of pioneers on the Oregon Trail. We all can appreciate it. <laughs> Dysentery, right. baby. Um, that said, our experience with technology in our formative years differed significantly from people just a few years behind us. Without cell phones, we had to we had to face the terror of calling our boyfriends and girlfriends on an actual landline and having a parent or worse, a cooler older sibling say hello. I, I would always call my friend Jimmy on the landline, and he would say, and I would say, can I talk to Jimmy? And then he would always give me this, who may ask is calling? I was like, I call every day. I'm the only person I call. <laughs> right. He's got no me. other friends. It's me. <laughs> that was super scary. But you had to say, day. yeah, he has the improper. So I, and I think we live in the in the best generation. I mean, we grew up without the iPads, without the phones. And as we went to high school and college and post-college, mm-hmm. all this stuff started to come out. And so we've experienced the best of both worlds. So life you're, without you're, technology and now life with technology. Your up is that you're glad you, that you're not a millennial. I feel like I was born at the perfect time. I'm not a millennial. I don't consider myself a generation X. I'm right in that in that middle. You're old enough, like they said on that podcast, to have lived when you didn't have that stuff, and now you have it, and you think it's cool because you can remember when you didn't have yes, it. Yes, it's still cool. 
That stuff is still cool. Whereas app on my phone is still cool. The twenty year olds now have always had iPhones. Yeah. Have never not had iPhones. Yeah, it's just part of life. Yeah. But for me, even like the messages, the gifts are are unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm still blown <laughs> away gifts. by this stuff. What Can a world we live in. Kids today are gonna think nothing about a good gif. Matt, yeah, Matt and I were sending like five, six gifts back to each other oh, they're, Saturday. They're magical. It's an entire conversation. Over so I, I just love that I was born when I was born. I always go back to like when I went to Epcot as a child. Uh, everything I saw at Epcot as a child, we now have now in real right. day-to-day life. And now what they have at Epcot like that, is totally lame because yeah. nobody knows what, what's next. Like now that, that we can all FaceTime each other. Right, the Carousel of the Future thing or whatever. Carousel Progress. Yeah, Carousel Progress. The last room on the Carousel of Progress is still like in 1992. Like they haven't right. gotten past that. They're, they're playing video games. And the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember reading classics called 1984 about the future. Yeah. Right. Craziness. Craziness. Uh, my up is uh, FanFest this weekend. It's uh, the first time I'm going to FanFest in at least 10 years, probably longer than that. I can't remember the last time. Last time I went to FanFest, they actually had it, held it inside Camden Yards. And yeah, that was the year after the strike. No, was it, it was. No? I. It was. It was at least two thousand four, two thousand five. Oh, okay. But uh, but they had it in the stadium, and for the autographs, the players were sitting along the warning track, and people were lined up the the stairs in the seating bowl, working their way down to the warning track where they would get an autograph and then take a staircase back up out of the bowl. And I don't know. I've heard good and bad stories about what FanFest is. So I'm going in with very low expectations, but I'm excited just to go and get a, be a, get a little taste of Orioles baseball in late January. Yeah, my girls like it, so we'll be taking them. I'm taking my boy. Last you year. see me and Josh and our offspring. Now, uh, <laughs> I thought, now based on your Twitter, I thought you were going to go a little John Adams with this, uh, with this up. I do love me some John Adams. I feel like I've talked about that on the show before. I didn't want to overdo it. But, yes, I love the John Adams <laughs> miniseries on HBO. I can highly recommend it for history buffs. You can also read the book. Yes. David McCullough. But if you're not much of a reader like the Zany Burt Roadie, I highly you, you recommend saw, You saw your shows years. coming to the Hippodrome in like two years. Uh, Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That really, the Founding Fathers, they got it all. Fascinating. Your boy. And then you have the whole thing with Jefferson and Adams, that whole dynamic. Yep. And Adams is a fascinating character on, on, on oh, yeah. his own. Well, and then Jefferson and Hamilton. They, Jefferson butted heads with everybody. They had to be fascinating. There was nothing else going on in they, the world. There was no iPhones. There's no iPhones, <laughs> no computers, no TVs. <laughs> but seriously. They had less than we had as kids. But I feel like they're all so – like, and, and the way – and speaking of David McCullough, he wrote another book called 1776. And the way that George Washington's portrayed as this kind of – People looked at him in such like an all like a mythic figure. But we don't have those figures anymore. Right. You also figure. have to remember they lived so long ago. They're basically fictional characters now. But even at the time, even like no one's going to say I grew up with George Washington. He was not like that. <laughs> no, but even at, for direct accounts of what because that's what they, that's a history book does. Josh, all right, it quotes direct accounts from people who live with George Washington. Yeah, but yeah. people, just, people, there was such an aura about him that such people an aura exaggerate. About him. And he was like the greatest man alive. And the whole idea of like, I'll be president. You guys need me. Let me run things. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm walking away now. I could stay forever. Right. I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna go back to my farm now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. No one would do that now. Gonna go chop down a tree. Then you have Ben Franklin. Like his whole thing. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go fly a kite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most generic things. Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, and he's on a ten dollar bill. <laughs> yep. Exactly. I'm just saying, all these figures are kind of all have their own little mythology and stories, and they're all fascinating. I always get. A, I heard a comedian do a bit uh, saying. People get upset these days here in 2016 about what is and what is not considered constitutional. And what would the founding fathers say if they were alive today? And he's like, 
if the founding fathers were miraculously brought to life right now, they would immediately drop dead at the first <laughs> sight of a uh, car. <laughs> right, right, right. It they wouldn't. Their mind could not comprehend a, a table, a, a, a light bulb, and their head would explode. <laughs> right. We 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 all saw Bill and Ted's uh, excellent adventure. They yes. can't handle a shopping mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much going on there. Um, Jacob Rock commented about he played Oregon Trail a while before. How, what, what was the most common way for you guys to die in Oregon Trail? I thought it was dysentery, right? I always got the snake bite. Oh, that was for me. Yeah. I don't know what was been most know. common, but yeah, well, you never made it to the end. I'll tell you that much. I don't know if Michael Newman was can per- trip participating in the three up, three down, but maybe this is an up that late '80s Epcot is definitely an up. Well, yeah, late up. '80s Epcot's probably better <laughs> than modern Epcot, and I don't think I played Oregon Trail as a kid. Really. Yeah, I feel oh. like that was behind me. Your generation next then. Like the computer you know, like, no like the computer game I remember playing in school is like that stupid snake game and then like a gorilla game where you would toss bananas across. Sure, and you had to like yeah. do the math to Yeah, to, to do the math. That's all I, that's all I remember as far as like oh, a computer game. game in we school. played a baseball computer game at your house when we were kids. I remember that. It was hardball baseball or something. Yeah, like I that. do remember some baseball I mean, games that, that came out before RBI Super Bowl baseball. It was before Nintendo. Age. It was like a Commodore yeah. game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Again, before my time. I don't know about Commodore. Yeah, and we had some duck game on the Commodore too. No duck hunt. That was that was. No, Nintendo. no, no, no. This was a duck hunt game, and you had to get them in these little life vest things. <laughs> it, was, it was in the water. It's based on real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and George Washington. They used to hang out. All right, let's get to our downs. My down, uh, my Dan can go right on top of Burt's Fan Fest. My okay. Dan is not Fan Fest. Fan Fest is fine. I'm excited that my kids want to go. Uh, Emma vomited at Fan Fest last year, Do so that could that. be my down. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen this year. She'll never live that down. Um, my down is the Orioles Orange Carpet Program. I feel like I'm getting tired of the Orioles screwing with their season ticket holders. I feel like I'm complaining every six months about this. Last year, they gave us a FanFest ticket for free for each seat. So we have four seats. We would get four tickets to FanFest. Sure. This year, we get two tickets to FanFest per account, no matter how many seats you have. It's ridiculous. The Orioles, all they do is play baseball, win games, and every time they win a good amount of games, they, they take more stuff away and they screw, screw the, the orange couple order. people. And do they, will they let us in early? Is that a benefit? I don't uh, I it, think it opens yeah. at ten. Yeah, but you yes. Is there a separate line for pass hold season ticket holders? I think, but last time I went and got in that line, like I didn't get in until the same time as everyone else. Yeah, because it's still the line, a it's like long line. they let you in like thirty minutes earlier to get a seat for the thing. That's messed up. Oh, but it's, that line was longer but, than the normal line, so yeah. All I know is the Orioles screw with all their season ticket holders, and then everyone wonders why is no one at the game in August? Why is no one here in July? Stop screwing with your season ticket holders. And and don't call it an orange carpet benefit thing when there's no benefits. It's more like the brown carpet, am I right? It's Yeah, I, I mean, for a, a professional baseball team that has 81 home games, and you have a core fan base that are willing to put down the money t- that guarantee they're buying tickets to a certain number of those games. Or have a wealthy parent who's willing to put down that money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a sugar pop-pop. A sugar pop-pop, that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Just stop screwing with people. It's you're talking twelve bucks. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be taking things away. That seems a little ridiculous. They, once, ev- once they set the standard for what the benefits a season ticket holder should get, it Remember, should only go up from there. Right. They should never take away from there. They took away our club level access. They took away. Uh, they limited spring training to only certain bit games. They. Uh, I forget what else they did. 
I should have done more research. <laughs> but I'm I, sure this won't be the last time I'm you complain sure I'm about gonna, it. Yeah, I'm gonna. Com- <laughs> they haven't even put out their orange carpet benefit 2017. Don't worry, I'll complain in April again about about how you about, they are. about you not getting the bobblehead. Make a separate entrance <laughs> yeah, to make I, I sure like that the season ticket holders get whatever the giveaway is, and I don't have to get there an hour and a half early because I'm coming 30 times a year. I think that is a good argument. I think that's legit. You shouldn't have to. You come to 30 games a year. You should, you should get every. You should be guaranteed a, a giveaway. You know what? Uh, they should take it even higher. When I sign on. I'm just like getting fired <laughs> up. Yeah. You know what they should do? Don't they should, the beast They bird. should mail the giveaways to my house. I agree time. with that too, Josh. There's no need. If it's raining, I don't want to carry my crap in the rain. Yeah. What else don't, you got? Don't want that cardboard <laughs> box to get all soggy. Give out 15000 instead of 25000 and mail us, mail us one. Yeah. Sure. I, I agree with Josh on all this, but, they, I, but I like getting him no, fired up. No, the <laughs> Orioles, they just they don't treat their season ticket holders right. My my down is the sh- television show Zoo. I thought it was good, and then it's not really that good anymore. Season, season two? <laughs> yeah, season two is kind of long. It's uh, it's such an amazing concept. The animals come to life and try to take but they don't. Oh, there's so many holes in the plot, and like one character is bad. Well, yeah, yeah. You can't even figure out who's who. Yeah, you got to just sit back and just. It's stupid and Yeah, I can't even. Even I have to watch it like out of one watch, eye. Watch the show. Else. Watch the show. Brain Dead. All right. Brain Dead's another show. Good concept. S- seems like they're executing it pretty good. It's fun. The and new then first season lots was of great. holes. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is Brain Dead shows only one season. It's probably got canceled. But yeah. check it out. It's a similar similar great concepts. show. They just blew it. They blew it. Missed opportunity. Mm. Fumble. Uh, my down. Again, I'm winging this. Uh. That girl, Amanda Knox, she definitely killed her roommate, right? In Italy. I'm watching Yeah, yeah you're watching that documentary on Netflix? She definitely Pretty did. Pretty good it, documentary. Right? I mean, I don't want to yeah. uh, Those draw murder any shows. conclusions, but. There's another. I, was, I saw a commercial for another O.J. Simpson. Yeah. They have the thing that's going to crack the case. I'm sick of these things. Get me ramped up. Who cares about these people? I don't care about O.J. Simpson, what they did or not. I don't care about Amanda Knox. I don't care about any of these people. Yeah. Right. I really don't care. Well, no, we all know O.J. did it, Amanda Knox did it. Everyone I mean, if they're doing it. a documentary about it, you probably did it. The the the, <laughs> the, the brother killed the Benet Rain, Rain, Ramsey John guy. Benet Ramsey? Yeah, that was the brother. We all know this. Just move on. What about Cyril? Did that guy? Uh... No, he's innocent. Oh yeah, except for him. He's, <laughs> he's the totally only one. Innocent. Totally. Innocent. And the West Memphis Three, they didn't do it either. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't get that stuff. <laughs> it's really popular. I know. I really don't get it. All right. What was the one? What was the uh, uh what's the murder trial with uh, that Netflix did? Before. Making of a murder. Making of a murder. Apparently, yeah, they're doing a, like a season two of that. You see, I never watched. I can't get into that. Well, because what's his name? The nephew is uh is getting right? a new trial, or he might have the already gotten out. The nephew's got some mental issues, right? Oh, totally. All right. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you did kill him, right? And then he goes and says, yeah, I did it. <laughs> he was never there. It was so weird. I got enough issues going on my own, my own life. I don't care about their lives. All I've I've and and I've learned this also from listening to the Serial podcast many years ago when it first came out. But again, that's a show that went downhill after the yeah. first season. First season, great, yeah, big time. You, it's hard, it's hard to repeat what they did first season, right? Right. In fairness, this but they a, didn't even come close. This no. is a tip for my co-hosts Matt and Josh and anybody listening to this show. You have to know where you are and what you're doing at all times <laughs> because somebody's going to accuse you of murder one day right. and you need to be able to back up your story. Right. And it, and it could be like years from now, they could come back to me and say, hey, Bert, what were you doing on January 23rd, 2017? I have a photogenic memory. I was in the or, Best Buy parking lot. What was I doing? Because they might ask you about one of your friends. Yeah, it's true. Who was I? Who was in studio tonight uh, when you recorded that episode of Section 336? Hey. Was the intern there? No. Maybe he did it. 
there's a there's a new show there's a new show on on CBS <laughs> called that candy's really working for you. Bro. <laughs> there's a new show on CBS that premiered like after the football game last night called Hunted. Okay. Did you watch any? I of this? saw the commercials. No. I don't watch I CBS. Like, I show the that everybody's episode. always wanted to see. It's, like it's, it's them like hunt show. someone down the city. Yeah, it's like the Do show. Do they kill that, him at the end? It, not yet. It's like the show that you're like, oh, I could go on that and totally win. These people are stupid. But yeah, the concept is you have to run away and hide, and you have like four states. And meanwhile, like the CIA is trying to track you down. That sounds. It's a reality show. Yeah, it's like a reality show. show. It was decent, decent. It's one step away from one of those movies where like, you got to survive. Oh, at one point. So in that, yeah, yeah, I'll give away the the first episode. They're trying to figure out. So they go to the girl's apartment where her girlfriend boyfriend trying to figure out where they're hiding, and they go and they find her calendar, and she has like a desk calendar, and she ripped off the month that they were in. So they're like, well, that's strange. So they took it back. And then they looked, and on the June month, she wrote in the thing where would they would stay each day so they could see the impression on the calendar. Smart. So then they go, they go right to the address, and they just sit outside. So the people notice them, the big truck sitting outside, like spying on them. So they climb in the trunk in the garage and drive off. Smart it's, too. It's, it's a decent show. That's the best one, thing about investigations are the criminals yeah. are almost as smart as the cops. Right. One, one, one. <laughs> every time. Right. Every time. So one couple was really stupid, and they decided to take a bus instead of drive their car, but they used their ATM card at the bus station. Oh, so they rookie looked mistake. Said, rookie mistake. And then they looked on the cameras at the bus station and said, oh, they got on the one to Atlanta, and they met them at the end for nice. when they got off the bus. But a decent show. I think it would be a lot of fun to be on. It's always one of those first seasons. They're all idiots. And yeah. then the people learn every right, season. Right. Sure. Like, like Survivor. Survivor. Like Four Survivor. Four or five seasons in, they're yeah. freaking geniuses. Or like, yeah. 20. They could be in your closet. Exactly. They might be. Yeah. That Never know. behind Matt? Yeah. I always, that's we're the, good. No JLC yet? That's what we're waiting on. <laughs> that's right. Eric's, yeah, Eric's got to be in here for that to happen. All right. Let's, let's get out of here. We have no intern. We're just going to wrap up the show. Sure. That's the music. I don't even remember what we talked about today. We got I know a, we had show notes. We had a Patreon supporter we ought to thank. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and read that name because you know I can't. Hugo Pierre Grenier. I think it's a He's in French Qu- name. Yeah, it is. He is in Quebec. Oh, no kidding. Oh, nice. French Canadian. Sending him out a trombo shirt. Really good for him because we've said a lot of bad things about Jose Batista and Canada in general. Je ski en hiver. Je déteste la pêche. We oui or no? Je, je joue baseball en été. Right. Uh, oui, oui. And based on social media this weekend, I think a lot of people are going to be moving up with them. Yeah. Hey, oui, oui, mon ami, je m'appelle Lafayette, the Lancelot of the revolutionary set. That's a little Hamilton for you. Oh, nice. Do you Marquita got, Lafayette. Do you got more, Bert? Because I want to ride this candy high as long as we can. <laughs> <laughs> I am not throwing away my shot. No, I, I could go all night. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening to another episode, another successful episode of Section 336. You can like us on iTunes. Next week's 200. Next week's the big oh, wow. episode 200. Pressure. Get ready. But you know we never disappoint here at Section 336. I better eat a lot of candy before that show. Absolutely. Do the Red Bull, the candy, put all the stops. I'm yeah. all in. If we were smart, we'd just record episode 200 right after this one. While <laughs> Bert's all fired up. And hey, you're a little fired up yourself, Josh. That's right. You got some fired up people in here. Write us a review on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Section336 Show. And tweet Section336 Owns Mondays. Let those other shows know. <laughs> yeah. This is our Hashtag spot. Hashtag Raw is War. Monday. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter 
and I will retweet that at Section 336. You can follow Bert. At Bert Brody. You can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Section 336 is a affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com.